Welcome back to another episode of the award-winning NPR podcast, where we discuss cutting-edge research and innovative ideas in the field of technology. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, your co-host for today's episode. We have an exciting topic to dive into today, practical aspects of aggregation defenses against data poisoning attacks. It might sound complex and technical, but we'll break it down in a way that is both informative and intuitive. That's right, Jen. Data poisoning attacks are becoming increasingly prevalent in today's world of deep learning. These attacks involve manipulating the behaviors of deep learning models by injecting malicious training samples into the dataset. And as you can imagine, the consequences can be quite severe. Absolutely, Tom. But luckily, there have been recent advancements in defense strategies against data poisoning. One approach that has shown promising results is aggregation schemes. These schemes use majority votes from classifiers trained on disjoint subsets of training data to achieve certified robustness against data poisoning. And that's where our featured paper comes in. Titled on Practical Aspects of Aggregation Defenses Against Data Poisoning Attacks, this paper aims to shed light on the practical implications of aggregation defenses. The authors focus on a specific defense called deep partition aggregation, DPA, and assess its efficiency, performance, and robustness. To evaluate their findings, the authors use ImageNet resized to a resolution of 64 by 64 a larger scale than previous. Evaluations of certified poisoning defenses. This dataset allows for a more comprehensive analysis of the practical aspects involved. One interesting aspect discussed in the paper is how to scale base models for efficient aggregation. Defenses. Traditionally, using more base models would lead to increased computation time due to linear scaling. However, the authors propose a square root scaling approach that divides the width of hidden layers by k square root of the total number of base models, resulting in improved efficiency. That's a fascinating concept, Tom. By reducing the computation overhead, aggregation defenses become more practical and accessible for real-world implementation. But efficiency is just one aspect. The paper also explores the performance and robustness of aggregation defenses with scaled learners. That's right, Jen. The authors provide empirical evidence supporting the effectiveness of aggregation defenses in boosting poisoning robustness. They uncover the poisoning overfitting phenomenon, which explains how aggregation defenses can protect against data poisoning attacks. And they don't stop there. The paper also introduces a practical estimation called the data to complexity ratio to determine the maximum number of base models that can be deployed while preserving accuracy. This is valuable information for implementing aggregation defenses in real-world scenarios. Overall, this paper provides important insights into practical implementations of aggregation defenses to mitigate the threat of data poisoning attacks.
It tackles complex concepts in an accessible manner, making it a must-read for anyone interested in deep learning security. Absolutely. Tom, stay tuned as we delve deeper into this fascinating topic and explore how these practical aspects can help strengthen our defense against data poisoning attacks. That's all for now, folks. Stay tuned for our next segment where we'll be diving into the details of this groundbreaking research. Until then, I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Thanks for listening to NPR's award-winning podcast. Upbeat music playing. Hey there, podcast listeners. We've got a special sponsor today that'll have you stepping into the future while keeping your feet comfy. That's right. Tom, introducing Time Trek footwear, the shoes that make Marty McFly's kicks look outdated. Picture this. Folks, you're walking down the street and suddenly someone shouts, Hey, is it 2021 or 3021? And all they needed was a glimpse of your high-tech Time Trek sneakers. These aren't just any ordinary shoes. They come with built-in jet boosters to help you avoid traffic jams. Yep. No more relying on tardy DeLoreans or hoverboards. But wait. There's more. Time Trek footwear also comes with climate control technology. Feeling too hot? Cool down instantly with a refreshing blast of arctic breeze around your toes. Or if winter blizzards make your toes feel like icicles, just crank up the heat dial and say goodbye to those frostbitten feet forever. Plus, each pair has an automatic language translator feature. So when traveling through time zones and language barriers become an issue, bam. Let Time Trek footwear bridge those communication gaps. And guess what? These miraculous marvels are suitable for all occasions, from casual trips to ancient Rome. Watch out for Caesar. To black tie events in futuristic space colonies. Don't forget to pack your moon tuxedo. Style meets functionality in this footwear bonanza from Time Trek. But hey folks, remember not to step on any butterflies during those historical escapades. We don't need our listeners creating alternate timelines by mistake. Jingle fades. Thanks once again to our incredible sponsor for bringing us one step closer. Well actually several steps closer. To the future. So, if you wanna step up your shoe game while bending the space-time continuum. Check out Time Trek Footwear, where time travel meets foot. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. In today's episode, we have a fascinating topic to dive into. We'll be discussing the recently published paper titled Multi-Zoo and Multi-Bench. A standardized toolkit for multimodal deep learning. That's right. Jen. This paper introduces an essential toolkit for researchers and practitioners working in the field of multimodal deep learning. Now, before we get into the details, let's break down what this title actually means. Absolutely. Tom. So, multi-zoo and multi-bench refers to two components of this toolkit. 
MultiZoo is an open-source collection of standardized implementations of over 20 core multimodal algorithms. These algorithms are designed to integrate information from multiple heterogeneous sources of data. And MultiBench is a large-scale benchmark that consists of 15 datasets, 10 modalities, and 20 prediction tasks spanning six research areas. The purpose of this benchmark is to evaluate the performance and robustness of multimodal models on various tasks and modalities. Right. The authors emphasize the importance of accelerating progress in understudied modalities while ensuring real-world robustness. They also mention that their toolkits provide an automated end-to-end machine learning pipeline that simplifies and standardizes data loading experimental setup, and model evaluation. That's a great point, Jen. In addition to providing these tools for researchers, they also present a comprehensive methodology to assess generalization across different domains and modalities, as well as time and space complexity and modality robustness. It's worth noting that these toolkits are publicly available on GitHub and will be regularly Updated with new tasks and modeling paradigms, the authors also welcome inputs from the community. That's fantastic. Now, let's briefly discuss the content of this paper. The authors start by highlighting the unique challenges in multimodal machine learning due to the heterogeneity of various data sources. Absolutely. Tom. They emphasize the importance of learning multimodal representations that capture correspondences between modalities for prediction. They also mention the interdisciplinary nature of this field and its potential in areas such as multimedia, effective computing, robotics, finance, dialogue, human-computer interaction, and healthcare. To address these challenges and promote research in building general-purpose multimodal models, the authors introduce MultiBench, a systematic and unified benchmark that covers a wide range of datasets, modalities, and prediction tasks across different research areas. And to complement MultiBench, they release MultiZoo. A comprehensive toolkit that provides standardized implementations of various multimodal algorithms. These algorithms cover different methodological innovations in data preprocessing, fusion paradigms, optimization objectives, and training procedures. Exactly. The authors also discuss the evaluation protocol used in MultiBench, which considers performance metrics such as mean squared error. MSE, mean absolute error, may, accuracy, F1 score, and area under precision recall curve, AUPRC. Additionally, they look at complexity factors like data size, model parameters, training time, and memory usage. They also consider modality specific imperfections and robustness to missing modalities or noisy data, Tom. Now on to implementation details. The paper provides installation instructions for Linux, Gen, Mac OS, Tom, Dot and Windows environments, Gen, along with unit tests and integration tests to ensure reliability of their toolkit, Tom. That's right. 
And finally they provide a code snippet in Python that illustrates how to load a dataset from multi-bench using multi-zoo models for training ADN evaluation gen. And that's just a sample. The toolkit itself is designed to be easy to use and provides an end-to-end pipeline for training models with less than 10 lines of code. Tom. Overall this paper introduces a valuable resource for researchers and practitioners in the field of multimodal deep learning. It standardizes the process of data loading, model training, and evaluation, while providing a benchmark to assess the capabilities and limitations of multimodal models. Jen. Absolutely Tom. These toolkits have already been used for various applications like visualizing trained models, developing multimodal fusion methods, and more. We're sure they will continue to inspire innovative research in this field. Tom. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining us on this informative journey into multi-zoo and multi-bench. I'm Tom. Jen. Dot and I'm Jen. Stay tuned for more fascinating topics on our NPR podcast. Upbeat music playing. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special sponsor for today's episode. Hold on to your hats because it's time to introduce the one and only Lunar Lullaby Banjo Emporium. That's right. Folks, are you tired of boring lullabies that put you to sleep faster than counting sheep? Well, say goodbye to snooze fest lullabies and hello to banjo magic. At Lunar Lullaby Banjo Emporium, they specialize in helping restless souls get their beauty sleep with a twist picture this. Instead of a gentle harp or soothing piano, picture Dracula on the moon, playing a banjo, Jen, in an over-the-top Transylvanian accent. Welcome to the land of sweet dreams. Tom, laughs, exactly, but that's not all, take it away. Count Janula, Jen, imitating Dracula, once upon a midnight dreary, Tom, joining in, while I bungeed weakly, both, singing together as background music starts, musical note there we were on the dark side musical note musical note strumming strings like astronauts ride musical note. Now imagine that beautiful melody haunting your dreams while whisking you off into tranquility. It's like falling asleep next to Bigfoot playing jazz flute. And if the thought of cosmic banjos performing lullabies isn't enough for you, how about this? With every purchase from Lunar Lullaby Banjo Emporium, you'll receive free astronaut pajamas. You'll be floating off into dreamland feeling out of this world stylish as ever. So why settle for ordinary bedtime stories when you can have an interstellar concert right in your own bedroom? Tom plays air banjo enthusiastically. Head over to Lunar Lullaby Banjo Emporium today. Sweet dreams are just a banjo twang away. But hurry, folks. That's right, we. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today. We have an exciting topic to delve into that may sound a bit complex at first. But fear not. 
We're here to break it down in an intuitive and entertaining way. The topic is titled High Modality Multimodal Transformer. Quantifying Modality and Interaction Heterogeneity for High Modality Representation Learning. That's right, Jen. It's quite a mouthful. But we'll make sure to explain all the important concepts in a simple and engaging manner. So let's get started. To understand this topic better, let's start by explaining the term high modality representation learning. Essentially, it refers to the process of teaching a model how to learn from multiple modes or types of data simultaneously. Exactly. And this can include various types of data like text, audio, images, videos, you name it. The challenge lies in effectively combining these diverse modalities to generate meaningful representations. Absolutely right. And that's where the high-modality multimodal transformer comes into play. It's a state-of-the-art model designed specifically for high-modality representation learning. But what exactly is a transformer? Well, Imagine it is sort of like an artificial brain that processes information from different sources and brings them together intelligently. That's a great analogy. Transformers are known for their powerful ability to encode information and handle complex relationships between different inputs or modalities. Exactly. Now let's talk about the quantifying modality and interaction heterogeneity part mentioned in Pay. Title. Heterogeneity refers to the differences or variations within each modality and how they interact with each other. Right. For example, two modalities might have similar information or interactions, while others might be completely unrelated. Quantifying this heterogeneity helps the model understand and prioritize which modalities to focus on during the learning process. And when it comes to the high-modality multimodal transformer, it takes quantifying modality heterogeneity a step further by introducing information-theoretic metrics. These metrics help measure how similar or dissimilar different modalities are and how they interact with each other. This enables the model to learn more efficiently by focusing on the most informative modalities. Absolutely. By understanding the modality and interaction heterogeneity, the high-modality multimodal transformer can prioritize which modalities should be fused together and which ones should be processed separately. And this leads to better performance and efficiency in high-modality representation learning tasks. It allows the model to effectively capture complex relationships between diverse data sources. That's right. Jen. The high-modality multimodal transformer is a powerful tool that enables researchers and practitioners to tackle complex problems involving multiple modes of data in an efficient manner. And as always, we'll provide links to related research papers and additional resources in our show notes for all of you curious listeners out there. So stay tuned for more exciting topics on our NPR podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, keep exploring and stay curious. Upbeat music playing. 
Welcome back, folks. Today's episode is brought to you by Cloud Flute Delights, the bakery that takes baking to whole new heights. Literally, Cloud Flute Delights is the only place where clouds are the secret ingredient in their delicious treats. But wait, how do they even bake with clouds? Well, Jen, it's quite a process. First, they sent fearless bakers on hot air balloon rides into fluffy cloud formations. Just picture it. Bakers floating through the sky with oven mitts instead of parachutes. Exactly. Once they've collected enough clouds, they bring them back to their one-of-a-kind bakery. And there's something truly magical about this place. Picture glass ceilings where you can lie down and watch cookies being baked by real-life angels. Not to mention, every customer gets their own personalized cloud flavor experience. Oh yeah, from marshmallow-filled macarons that actually rain down when you take a bite. To creamy eclairs infused with dreamy cotton candy clouds. Every treat is like biting into pure imagination. Tom, whispering, pissed. Jen, have you tried their cumulonimbus cupcakes? Jen, whispering, oh my gosh Tom, those thunderously awesome cupcakes that spark and crackle with every bite? They're a literal blast. Both burst into laughter. Tom. Recovering. Indeed. So listeners out there craving something truly celestial for your taste buds. Jen. Head over to Cloudflute Delights and prepare for a moment of Cloud9 bliss. Music fades. Disclaimer voiceover. Quickly. Disclaimer voiceover. Side effects may include random bouts of weightlessness and temporary loss of gravity perception. Pregnant women and people afraid of heights should not consume. Consumption does not grant actual flying abilities or the power to control the weather. Cloud Flute Delights, where delicious treats soar among. Welcome back to another episode of the Tech Explorers podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jen. How are you doing, Jen? Hi, Tom. I'm doing great. Excited to dive into another interesting topic today. Absolutely. Today, we have a fascinating paper to discuss titled Sharper Model Free Reinforcement Learning for Average Reward Markov Decision Processes. This paper introduces several efficient model-free reinforcement learning algorithms for average reward Markov decision processes, MDPs. That sounds really intriguing. Reinforcement learning has been making waves in the field of artificial intelligence. And it's exciting to see advancements in this area. Can you give our listeners a brief overview of MDPs and reinforcement learning? Of course. Markov decision processes are mathematical models used to represent decision-making problems in situations where outcomes are partly random and partly under the control of a decision-maker. A reinforcement learning algorithm learns how to make decisions by interacting with an environment and receiving feedback in the form of rewards or penalties. Right. Now, let's dive into this paper. The authors propose model-free reinforcement learning algorithms specifically designed for 
Average reward MDPs. They consider both the online setting and the setting with access to a simulator. In the online setting, the agent interacts with the unknown system sequentially, aiming to minimize cumulative regret during the learning process. The authors propose an algorithm called UCBAVG based on an optimistic variant of variance reduced. Q learning. This algorithm achieves a regret bound of approximately O. S carrot 5 A squared SP. H asterisk operator. Square root T. Which is optimal up to logarithmic factors. That's impressive. By achieving optimal regret bounds in weakly communicating MDPs using model-free algorithms. This work makes significant progress in addressing the challenges posed by the average reward. Setting. Absolutely. In the simulator setting. Where the agent has access to a generative model or simulator. The authors propose another algorithm that finds an epsilon optimal policy using approximately O. SASP squared. H asterisk operator. O squared plus S squared asp. H asterisk operator. O. Samples. The minimax lower bound for this problem is around omega. SASP. H asterisk operator. O squared. So. Their algorithm achieves near optimal sample complexity. That's quite remarkable. The authors also introduce two key techniques that are unique to the average reward setting. Better discounted approximation by value difference estimation and efficient construction of confidence regions for the optimal bias function. Exactly. These techniques contribute to sharper bounds and improved guarantees in average reward MDPs. The paper combines theoretical analysis with algorithmic innovations to enhance our understanding of model-free algorithms in this challenging setting. It's fascinating how this research pushes the boundaries of reinforcement learning algorithms and addresses gaps in existing literature. By providing computationally efficient model-free methods with optimal regret and sample complexity, This work has significant implications for solving real-world decision-making problems. Absolutely. Jen. The potential applications of these advancements span across various fields like resource. Allocation in data centers. Congestion control in the internet. And many more. And that's all we have time for today. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. Don't forget to check out the paper Sharper Model Free Reinforcement Learning for Average Reward. Markov Decision Processes if you want to dive deeper into this topic. Thanks for tuning into the Tech Explorers podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Tom and Jen. And until next time, keep exploring. Upbeat theme music. Hey there. Folks, we have a seriously magical sponsor for today's episode. That's right. Tom, prepare to have your taste buds transported to a whole new dimension with Glow Shroom Delights. Imagine biting into a delicious treat made from the very essence of enchantment. Glow Shroom Delights are here to illuminate your world and tickle your taste buds like never before. These little wonders are not your ordinary snacks. 
I mean, they literally glow in the dark. It's like eating bioluminescent mushrooms without all the hallucinations. Unless you take too many bites. Wink. And don't worry, folks. These are magic mushroom free. They won't transport you to that kind of trip. But they will teleport you straight into Flavor Town. Each bite is bursting with unearthly flavors and delightfully bizarre combinations. Jen. Whispering. Listen. Giggles. Do you hear that? Audible sounds of twinkling lights in the background. Tom. Whispering. Is it? Dot the fairies? Or is it just our stomachs growling? Audible stomach rumbling sound effect. Both hosts. Chuckling. Oh boy. We better grab some blue shroom delights quick. Jazzy outro music. Announcer voiceover. Unlock an otherworldly culinary experience with blue shroom delights. Visit their website or any reputable woodland market near you and let their mesmerizing glow ignite. Your taste buds today. Disclaimer voiceover. Read quickly. Consumption may cause sudden desire for late night hikes or misguided quests for unicorns. Do not use a substitute torchlight during spelling king adventures. Side effects may include an unnatural charisma radiating from within. Proceed accordingly at parties and gatherings. Laughter fading out. Well, that's it for our glow shroom delights ad. Folks, now. Back to our regularly scheduled programming featuring more enlightening topics and sparkling humor. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. In today's episode, we have a fascinating topic to discuss, the false dawn. Reevaluating Google's reinforcement learning for chip macro placement. Now, I know that title might sound a bit intimidating, but don't worry. We're here to break it down and make it accessible for everyone. That's right, Jen. So let's dive right in. In a recent research paper titled The False Dawn Reevaluating Google's Reinforcement Learning for Chip Macro Placement. Researchers took a closer look at Google's use of reinforcement learning, RL, in optimizing the placement of circuit components on silicon chips. Now, reinforcement learning is a type of machine learning where an algorithm learns to make decisions and take actions based on feedback from its environment. In this case, Google was using RL to improve the placement of circuit components called macros on computer chips. Exactly. Jen. The researchers wanted to reevaluate Google's claims made in their nature paper about the effectiveness of RL in chip macro placement. They conducted their own analysis and experiments to see if the results could be replicated. And what they found was quite eye-opening. Their evaluation showed that Google's RL approach actually fell behind other commonly used methods like simulated annealing and commercial software tools in terms of optimizing chip macro placement. Yes, that was definitely one surprising outcome. It suggests that Google may have overstated the capabilities and effectiveness of their RL algorithm in chip design. 
The authors also raised concerns about some flaws and limitations in their methodology and lack of transparency in reporting their results. Absolutely. Tom, this reevaluation highlights the importance of transparency and reproducibility in scientific research, especially when it involves complex algorithms like RL that can have significant impacts on industries like chip design. That's a great point, Jen. It's crucial to be able to verify and replicate the results of experiments to ensure their validity and accuracy. This way, the scientific community can build upon previous work and collectively advance our understanding. Exactly, Tom. So if you're interested in the world of computer chips, machine learning, or just curious about how scientific claims are evaluated and reevaluated. This episode is for you. Stay tuned as we dig deeper into this fascinating topic and break it down into understandable pieces. We'll explore the challenges of chip macro placement, explain how reinforcement learning works in this context, and discuss the implications of this reevaluation on future research. We hope you'll find this episode informative and engaging. So sit back and enjoy as we uncover the false dawn. Reevaluating Google's reinforcement learning for chip macro placement. Thanks for joining us on our NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Let's get started. Cheerful music playing. Welcome back, folks. It's time for a special message from our sponsor, the Levitating Marble Company. Ah, yes. When it comes to defying gravity and taking decor to new heights, there's only one name that levitates above the rest, the Levitating Marble Company. That's right. Jen, picture this. You walk into someone's house and bam. There it is. A marble floating in mudair. You'd have more questions than a toddler at bedtime. But fear not, dear listeners. The Levitating Marble Company has got you covered with their absolutely mind-boggling range of levitating marbles. Imagine the look on your friends' faces when they see your coffee table adorned with effortlessly hovering marbles of different colors and patterns. These marbles are like modern art mixed with sorcery. They're captivating conversation starters that say I'm sophisticated while simultaneously confusing your guests. Plus, if you have pets, just watch their furry little brains explode trying to figure out how these enchanting orbs hover without a string attached. Tom, we've also tested these marvelously levitating marbles ourselves. Let me tell you, watching Tom try to catch one in midair was both hilarious and futile. Trust me, it was like watching an out-of-shape ninja chasing his dreams Tom. Laughing. Hey now, my reflexes were simply no match for those magical spheres. Jen, chuckles. Well folks listening at home or on the go, you can experience the awe-inspiring magic too because our friends over at the Levitating Marble Company have a limited time offer just for our NPR podcast listeners. Tom, excitedly, brace yourselves. For each purchase of two levitating marbles with promo code NPR Magic, they'll throw in a tiny 
trampoline for your pet's amusement and confusion. Absolutely free. So, don't wait. Visit levitatingmarbles.com today. Thank you.